0: This is your host Tia. This is your host Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top Ten. Why? Eek vibe vibes nation. Eek vibes nation. 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 The Top Ten. The Top. Ten. Alrighty, we are recording. Hello, hello, hello everyone. It always takes a moment for some reason on the phone for it to start recording. I'll just be staring at the starting recording uh, little message and I'm like, okay, start recording everyone. But anyway, hello, uh, good morning. Welcome back to the top 10 by Geek Motion. As always, I'm your host, Tia, and I have returning with me Brittany. How are you this morning, Brittany?
1: Is this sound great? It, you know, I always bring up the cats, but why why it cracks me up is I have literally gotten up, right? I've literally gotten in my little area where I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna do the podcast. The cats are already creeping up on me. I feel like I'm being like hunted down. They're like, I've been waiting all night for your cuddles and now you're out of here and now I know you're trapped because you're gonna be doing your podcast. You're not leaving, we're gonna have some cuddles.
0: they're in it for the long haul and you just have to accept it. It's how it is when you have cats. They are like big little beasts that keep you trapped under them.
1: I was gonna say, Sunny It's like a Sunny. Your cat. I, I should explain. That they had, the, Tia has a cat who's obsessed with her boyfriend, who just will like cry if not given enough attention. Like, like he's been he's been personally wronged that he has not been given <laughs> given enough love and treats.
0: I feel as if it's gotten worse since the last time you were here. Like. I I saw this thing, right, online that said something to the, it was something about, oh, how us being in quarantine are making our animals too attached and too needy and all oh, that. And I'm, okay. like, yeah, I could, I'm like, I could definitely see that. But like, what the hell am I supposed to do? We're in the middle of quarantine. Like, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, you're like they're just gonna have to wean themselves off of our attention after things go back to normal. <laughs> I don't know, Brittany.
0: This is the new normal. just normal though. This is normal now. But um before we go any further, of course I want to um, you know, put this out there because what you calls it? Um, I know this is like a weird segue, but I feel like it just has to be mentioned. Uh, Brittany and I, of course, as you know, we're a part of Geek Vibes Nation, geek in the title, Um, huge fans of comic book movies, especially the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and on Friday we lost a very huge player in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, In so shocking, uh, Chadwick Bosman, who played Black Panther, passed away at the age of 43. And we just want to offer our deepest um, sympathies and condolences to Chadwick's family, because the thing is that as much as it sucks for us who are in the comic book community, I really don't think that we should be seeing anything, you know, what's going to happen with Black Panther 2. That doesn't matter right now. Um, what matters is a, you know, wife and a child who are now going to be missing Chadwick. And I just want to applaud Chadwick for having dealt with the colon cancer for the past five years, not five years, sorry, the past four years and accomplishing all that he accomplished while silently dealing with this disease, which I believe I saw is like the second deadliest form of cancer. So um, we at G5 Nation, donated to uh, the cancer organization. If you have the means, please donate as well. It's, you know, there's just so many people who are plagued with this horrible disease. And if there's one, if there's a shed of positivity that this can bring, it's more awareness to the fact that we still don't have a cure for cancer. So please make sure you just show your support, donate if you can. And again, deepest sympathies to Chadwick's family. And thank you, Chadwick, for everything you gave us within the past few years but um I wanted to shout that out really quick I'm not going to be doing any of our podcast promos right now it doesn't feel quite right I'll do it at the end of the show but um Brittany, sorry to kind of bring the mood oh, down no, a little I agree. no no it, it definitely
1: needed to be said um It was, I think it just took everybody very off guard and everybody's just kind of like processing it right now, especially when it is uh, someone, you know, we've really come to care and love about and then suddenly they're taken away so quickly. I think uh, even just seeing from like the reactions I got from Twitter, which is the only way I really have to see how everyone's reacting, I think everybody was just very, very
0: shocked. Incredibly, yes. I don't believe anyone knew at all about what Chadwick was going through, and it's it's definitely a blow. It's a blow to the comic book community. It's a blow to the African American community that you know Chadwick was a part of, inspiring and bringing uh you know c- these comic book movies to a whole entire generation, right? I mean, I've heard from people that they brought their grandmothers, you know, family members to go see Black Panther who were never into comic book movies before. So this really helped, you know. And uh, really quick is uh, Simu Liu, who is the star of the upcoming film Shang-Chi, gave a lot of credit to Chadwick saying that if it weren't for, say, Black Panther a movie like Shang-Chi would not be done at this point, you know, it wouldn't be possible. So it, it opened up the door. It, you know, opened up a path to so much. And I think that's why his death is hitting a lot of people very hard. And in general, it just seemed like he was a really great person from everyone's testimony on the internet. So yeah, no, it was so, so shocking. I think it's like when you think
1: back to you know suddenly getting that news and you start thinking back you're like man he was doing so much like you know like I I, I struggle to get out of bed in the morning because I'm so like I guess I, I get so tired this man was like you know basically terminal even at that point and doing so much and I think that definitely speaks for the kind of person he is
0: Yeah, I believe that at some point they said it um, transformed into Stage 4, and if you think about it, he was filming Infinity War, Endgame, uh, Black Panther, so he was in, you know, then he of course had his Spike Lee movie, The Five Bloods, and he actually just finished filming a movie with Viola Davis for Netflix, which I don't have the name of the movie in front of me, but I did hear that they are delaying the virtual event um, for it, you know, in honor of Chadwick. But, yeah, I mean, they said that the man freaking filmed, like, six or seven movies within the past four years, all while dealing with this. So, yeah, that definitely attests to, like, the strength of his character.
1: Oh. You have a moment where you're, like, you just feel, like, the wind taken out of you, and you're, like, uh, that that was, like, getting the news, whatever. It, it was, like, I was streaming, and somebody said it, and I was, like, no, there's no way. There's no way. I almost didn't look it up. I was, like, oh, you know, these hoaxes go around all the time. And then when they're, like, actually looking up, I was, like, oh, oh. Yeah, no,
0: it's pretty it, – it was – Insanely shocking. I think I just spent all of Friday night just going through Twitter completely. Just so taken back. But, you know, I think that the thing with cancer is that everyone knows. Everyone knows someone who has either been diagnosed with cancer, who has passed away from cancer. They know someone who, some one of their family members has passed away from cancer. So it is something that, is still around and is still plaguing a lot of people. So, as I said before, if you have the chance, please um, try to donate. We IP5 Nation uh, donated some money, and you can go to our Twitter page. We have a link to the website that you can, you know, lend your support to. And um, I hope that when things say go back to normal, if they go back to normal after COVID we can start even doing, um, you know, cancer walks and raising even more awareness. But yeah, I wanted to put that in. I know that it is, you know, super depressing, but obviously something that just happened and we need to talk about it, but we will get on with our top 10 and we will do it with the dignity that, uh, that Chadwick lived his life by. I don't know if we'll do it with dignity. Do we ever do our top tens with dignity? We're pretty undignified.
1: <laughs> I was about to say, I I, I played a, a shooting game last night and probably cussed my head off every day. So I don't know how dignified I am at this point, Tia. You. You're asking a lot of questions.
0: Well, it's funny because the people that we will be mentioning in this podcast are certainly undignified and our list is Brittany actually came up with it I thought it was going to be fun So, the PG title is the top ten characters you don't want to mess with. But the rated R version of that is the top ten characters you don't want to fuck with.
1: (laughs) I I, I was sitting there, I was like, there's so many characters out there that I just sat there and was like,
0: could you imagine making these people mad? I mean, really? Really? Yeah, no, I, um... Don't want to at all, and as I said, we're not going to do the promos for the podcast right now. I will either scatter them throughout the top ten or do it at the end, but let's just pop right in, Brittany. As usual, you know, you always start us off, so give us your number ten.
1: I'm going to go with uh, Forrest Bondurant from uh, Wallace. Um, it, I think oh. it's so. Cool. I know. I was sitting there because the whole time through the movie, one you have the dude that's still fucking like jacked from playing Bane because he went straight <laughs> from filming Bane into filming Lois, which is so funny because you know he's supposed to be some like skinny
0: dude, right? But even yeah, because starting- in I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I had like read a little bit of the book that that you know movie is based off yes. of, and like the real and like apparently the real Forest Bomberant was like a skinny scrawny little twig. Oh, I know. And like
1: that when I um I remember when we were really into Lawless and I went to get the book and I and I read like yeah you know, the same thing. Like I was like. Well, that's a little weird, you know, but even from that first part of like initially starting the movie, you have where um, I'm trying to think of who he's dealing with. He puts freaking brass knuckles on and starts beating the shit out of some guy to make like it seem like, and I can't remember if you put them on in a certain way where it made it look like, oh, it was just his hands that did it, not even a brass knuckles, and I found that so interesting. And then that one dude, remember the dude the guys that end up uh raping Maggie, they end yeah. up going there and castrating them and sending like the balls to uh I try to remember his
0: name. Oh, oh um Charlie Rakes.
1: Yes, they ended up sending it to him. The dude gets his own freaking, like, throat slit, holds it together. Maggie, uh, I have to put in the part that Maggie did save him. He would not be alive without her after, you know, what she went through. She still went back, got him, and uh, went back. But a dude freaking survived, like, getting his throat slit by holding his throat together. I mean, this dude. Like, even I think when he finally faces off with Charlie Ray, he, um, he ends up getting shot multiple times, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And still, still going after. Him. I mean, that dude's a bad mofo. I don't want to mess with him, and, I, and he he carries a grudge. He, um, mm-hmm. but more importantly, <laughs> have you met his brother? <laughs> have you met Howard? <laughs> have you met Howard? I always love to talk about that part because there's a part where uh Forrest is sitting on the porch and the cops come and they're, they're kind of discussing and Forrest is just staring at him and he just goes, have you met Howard? And Howard, I remember he just comes storming through that house like the way that he didn't just show him. Oh, like just come out the door. I think they showed him like stomping right through like yes. the area before the door, and he just starts beating the shit out of everyone. That he's just like a pit bull for his head to be
0: like, okay, that's enough. All right, all right, all right. That that that's enough. It's so funny. Like, really talk about Howard. That after Jason Clark. Like I've seen him in things throughout the years and it's like still to this day if I see him I'm like oh my god it's Howard. Um, but yeah this is so funny. I did not expect you to come out of the gate with Forrest Bondurant but I love it. As you said this was Tom Hardy just coming out of playing Bane and the funniest part is that As we just said, the real, because these characters really did exist, the the Bondurant brothers and Forrest, which they say did survive all these crazy incidents, but that he was a thin person. And obviously, Tom Hardy was not thin at that point. And they decided that they were going to put a bunch of sweaters on him to make him look like thinner. And I felt like that did the exact opposite. It made him, like, bulky as hell. It made him, like, bulky as hell, but I wasn't complaining. Um, Yeah, I loved him with his brass knuckles. He definitely put them on in his, like, sweater pocket to make it look, like, less inconspicuous. Um, But, no, oh, God, I would not want to mess with him. Hell no. Hell no would I want to mess with Forrest Bondurant. Like, He, as you said, holds a grudge. He is a fighter. He definitely is very, you know, family oriented. So if you mess with his brother Jack or his brother Howard, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. And those men got what they deserve for sexually assaulting Maggie and got their balls cut off. And I don't feel bad.
1: (laughs) Uh, I know, I'm going to say I could not muster an ounce of uh, no
0: fucks to like. give. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, it, we're talking about you don't want to fuck with people, we got zero fucks to give, and I guess it <laughs> nearly made it back. <laughs> no uh, fucks. I'm so bad at jokes. I was like, never mind, I'm done.
0: That's because Brittany spends all of her time now on Twitch with all these, like, gamers that talk like that. She's becoming a dirty sailor.
1: I'm not a dirty sailor. I just, I get worked up in games, and it comes out as uh, flavor enhancers. Like, what's this? Oh, my. There you go. (laughs) Someone's
0: (laughs) Someone's <laughs> hungry. Um, no, but I love starting this list off with Forrest Bondurant. I have to say that I 100% agree. You do not want to fuck with Forrest. Um, so that's the number 10. I'm going to hit the number nine, and I am going to pick Nebula because I was thinking about this, right? And I was like, yo, I would not want to mess with her. Right, Because, first of all, Nebula, when we were first introduced to her in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, is like, you know, the bad person, right? She freaking is the one who is battling up against Gamora. She helps lead Ronan's army against the Guardians and shit. So, wouldn't want to mess with her then. Even in the second Guardians, she's, you know, even though becomes like an ally, she's still... You know, you don't want to mess with her, right? And then, you,
1: what did you say? You said she's still mean as hell, even that's a good He's- guy.
0: She's still a mean as Helen. we definitely see that not only in Infinity War, but we see that in Endgame, especially in Endgame, when you have the past Nebula who's working against the current Nebula, who even though is at this point a good guy, still, you don't want to mess with her. The freaking current Nebula killed her 2014 counterpart. She was willing to literally kill a version of herself. Like exactly. she is. What'd you say? I said
1: that'd be hard to like kill a version of yourself,
0: right? But she does it. So Nebula is angry. She is a very skilled fighter. Um, and in the comics, I think I read that Nebula is actually the one. To wield the Infinity Gauntlet and defeat Thanos, so we were robbed of that in the movies. But this is why, this is why Nebula is one badass bitch, and I mean that in with all the compliments thrown. But I one hundred percent would not want to get on her bad side, meaning, aka, I would not want to fuck with her. So Nebula is my number nine.
1: I feel like that's perfect. Because like do you not feel like also that you're excited that there was a character, right, that was a villain, right? That turns over a new leaf that doesn't die. Because have you like Loki died? Thanos dies. Like all villains even even if they only turn a new leaf, right, they die every single time. Every single time. And I said that I was like Nebula lived. Like I was very surprised that she didn't die in game.
0: Yeah. 100% I thought that that was going to happen. And in reality, like in reality I felt like Nebula became the she became the the touchstone if that makes sense. Like in the first two Guardians, she's so angry and adverse to help Gamora or be nice and all of that. But then in Infinity War, she's sending a message to Mantis to let them know that Thanos is coming. She is the one who is aware of where Gamora's whereabouts were when, you know, Peter Quill was like asking about Thanos and then in Endgame, right? She's a core part of like the Avengers. She's helping out. Like she's friends with Rhodey, which is the like OTP of friendship. I'm she freaking like. Yeah. Um, she freaking like is the one helping. She uh freaking, you know what I'm saying? Like she helps the 2014 Gamora to you know then walk away from Thanos. Like she's so important and shit that it's like we love to see that glow up like queen queen status Queen's
1: dad. It's like, well, one, you know, I think there's kind of a lot of siblings that can feel like they're living in the shadow of one of their siblings that may be more successful. And I feel like they could relate with Nebula and kind of like letting go of that hate and realizing may not be the sibling's fault, but more of a parent's fault type thing. So I definitely feel like there's a lot of people that can relate with her. But, God, if you pissed her off, she might she be even, like, tow around with just, like, oh, I'll beat him up. She's, like, go straight for murder.
0: Like, yeah. the hero. <laughs> Oh, 100%. She's, like, um, with the Avengers and shit, it's, oh, let's uh beat them up and we'll say put them in jail, you know, blah, blah, And And Nebula's, like, you know how you can ensure that this person will never cause any problems ever again? Yeah, just just kill them. Just kill them.
1: <laughs> and, and Tony's over here like, but, but that kills people.
0: And she's like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what we're going for. Do you remember that band back in the day, Cute is What We Aim For, or whatever their name was? <laughs> Did you remember? Her band name would be Murder is What We Aim For. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> you, you, you need to go to bed, Joke Jill.
0: Whatever, whatever, whatever. I was going to say one. I did. I was going to say one last thing. Oh, not only do you want, not only do you not want to mess with Nebula in a fighting capacity, but she also is like the queen of shading people. The way she shaded freaking like uh ant man <laughs> that one moment in endgame where she's like be careful upon a, a rival roadie there's an idiot around i like oh my god like to me to me that level of shading was the same level of do you remember in infinity war the battle of wakanda where like bruce is in the like hulkbuster suit And he trips and falls, and Okoye gives him, like, the mad stank look. I'm like, it's to that level. It's to that level. They're
1: all good at shading.
0: (laughs) It must be, like, you know how, like, Okoye is bald and, like, Nebula is bald? It's, like, the bald queens, like, crew. They just are amazing at shading.
1: They're like, they're, I give some more room to think not having hair. Exactly.
0: Exactly. It doesn't weigh them down. So they can, like, focus all of their energy on just being shade queens. And I love it. So um, uh, I, like never, I, I also have trouble pronouncing her name. Cody A. I mean, I do as well. So I'm just assuming that I'm saying it right. So if you're listening out there and I completely butcher it, I'm sorry. I do it all the time. I don't know why my like lips and cannot seem to like formulate her name correctly, which is wrong. And I need to get better at that. But I feel like it's a koye. I feel like it's a koye.
1: I just love that her head is shaved. I feel even like from her as a warrior capacity, I feel like they even like with MMA fighting or even like school fights, they always talk about, oh, put your hair up. You know, somebody's going to grab your hair. She's like, ha-ha,
0: bitch, you ain't getting
1: shit. I don't have
0: it. <laughs> No, I love it because it's like, you know, you don't see many women who are just, proud to freaking be bald right and she like rocks that shit i even remember in black panther when she had to wear that wig because they were infiltrating that one place and she hated it so much she could not wait to like get that wig off of her head and i was like i can't blame you like that's probably super uncomfortable (laughs) take that wig off (laughs) Which, by the way, for the actress who plays Nebula, now that I think about because she has hair, like, that must be such a process to mat that shit down to the point where you can, like, get the... Like, all right, I'm saying this because I never understand how people with, like, women with hair, like, full heads of hair, can realistically wear those wigs so well. Because I have tried to wear wigs in the past, and it's just not possible, like, for me. With my big-ass hair, with how thick it is, like, there's no way that's fitting in a bald cap. And there's no way that it looks good with a wig over it. It always looks like there's a bump. So, however they do it in Hollywood, it's insane to me. And she has longer hair. It's not short short. No, not at all. But I guess maybe because it's, like, not as thick or Something I don't know. We're getting into a a weird direction here, but yes, Nebula is my number nine. Brittany, what's your number eight?
1: I'm gonna go ahead and go with this one because I always have to add it in, but it does fit (laughs) here. Oh no! No. Uh, Oh no! I'm putting Cannibal Lecter, and you cannot tell me he does not fit in here so well.
0: Okay. Did, did you specifically suggest that this topic just to be able to put Hannibal Lecter on another list? <laughs> <Hello>? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Brittany. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I didn't, but I knew he would fit in so well. So least that's the story I'm sticking with here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First off, the dude's highly intelligent, highly intelligent to the point that, like, one, I I know this may not go into intelligence. He knew exactly the perfume Clarice was smelling, I mean, wearing, just by smelling at the holes of his cell. He's incredibly intelligent to the point where he's always, like, by the way, he looked, he looked. At this uh, place that he was drawing once, like once, and could draw it from memory. So I'm just going through, like, okay, he's got the intelligence. He has, like, the primal instincts, right? And I remember, I was like, how does this guy know who to kill? Why does he eat people? Oh, if you piss him off... He sees you less than human, and that makes it okay for him to kill-slash-eat you. Even though in the books, he's kind of, like, less on that, he does kind of find most people to be beneath him. At least in the movie, he's more likely to be, uh, you know, like, oh, just don't fuck with me. We see, we see, I'm trying to remember his name, the head of the uh, psychiatry place. Oh, oh I'm trying to remember. oh uh, oh God was it uh Chilton right Chilton yes Chilton at the end of some he he pissed Hannibal off so bad and fucked with him so much that Hannibal made it a fucking mission to go after the guy after he'd already flown to another country. I can't remember what country he went to. Flew after him just so he could eat him and his wife because he was still so bothered. I mean, that's, think of that level of like, oh, don't mess with me. People piss him off. It's like, I'm to remember you. I'm going to make you pay for it. But even that, you think, oh, he's older. But in the, uh, in the scene where he's, like, in his cell in the middle of that place, like, the, the off, like, not office, it's some kind of building, but I can't remember what it's called. When he's there, he kills those two officers, those two guards, like, so easily because he hid a key in his mouth. That level of intelligence and also, like, that murderous, like, like, streak he has going, that's just a perfect combination of don't fuck with me
0: because, they're gonna you know,
1: end up uh, worse.
0: I oh man, freaking! I remember for anyone who's listening, right? That I always knew about Silence of the Lambs, but I had never seen it. It's one of those things where. You know, it's the same thing like I've never watched the Harry Potter movies, but you obviously know who the hell Harry Potter is. Like you have to know who the hell Hannibal Lecter is. It's just part of, say, pop culture, if anything, or at least cinematic culture. And what was it? Our first time that we met each other or second? It was either our it was either my first or second trip down to Arkansas. And you were like, my favorite movie is Silence of the Lambs. Let's watch it. And it was really good. I completely understood why it won so many awards, like people praise Anthony Hawkins up and down. So I completely give it to you. He is like frightening. And because he's because he's so intelligent. I feel like that's why you wouldn't want to mess with him because he's not just this brutish uh, cannibal. He actually has a reason for why he does what he does. He's very calculating. And didn't you say you even mentioned, and this happened in the movie, he literally talked someone into killing themselves.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. That's a great point. Like, like he gets to the point where he doesn't even have to touch you. He can make you do it,
0: and that's insane <laughs> but that that's like uh sorry, I was taking a sip of coffee
1: <laughs> he He's such a big part of that movie, by the way, that I think he I can't remember. I think it's eight minutes that he shows up in the movie, like eight minutes of him actually having screen time in, like, an
0: hour-and-something-long movie. That's insane. That's really insane. I would be interested in knowing, like, what the actual amount of minutes because I believe Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for that performance, so they clearly felt that it warranted it, you know, that he was that good in his performance as Hannibal Lecter. So I have a question, Brittany. Who is better um anthony hopkins or mads nicholson
1: and, uh, i mean I uh, I know you. The, uh, sir anthony hopkins
0: yeah i was like <laughs> i already <laughs> know but...
1: he they're both great at it i think for me uh Mad, is it mads mick nicholson mads
0: like m-a-d-s mickelson uh-huh. nicholson okay
1: he He's really good in his own right, but for me, like, Han- like Sir Anthony Hopkins is, like, the OG. He's the one that even bro- breathed Hannibal Lecter to life. So it's for, like, for me, he's just so good at it. He's so calculated. Like, I, I- everybody quotes the Hello Clarice, you know, like, it's mm. so... Perfect. By the way, I was wrong. He was—he showed up for 16 minutes, but still,
0: still, still. That's like compared to the rest of the movie to only have been in it for 16 minutes and to have really just established your character in such a way. Again, that you won an Oscar for and have become such a part of the like cinematic culture, pop culture of modern day society is insane. And it's funny because Anthony Hawkins has gone on to do a lot of other roles, but it to me is like peak will always have been Hannibal Lecter.
1: I felt like he channeled a lot of Hannibal into Dr. Ford on Westworld.
0: Yeah, right. A bit of it. There were a few scenes where I sat there and I said, okay, you're, uh, your Hannibal is showing. Um, it's funny because so the show Hannibal, which Mads Nicholson was in, lasted only three seasons, and I'm think and I think that I heard they are thinking about bringing it back for a fourth season because the show just went on Netflix and it's gaining like a new popularity from being on Netflix, and there seemingly is now a demand for a 4 season. So that would be quite interesting. But Brittany, I definitely would not want to fuck with Hannibal Lecter.
1: Oh, me neither. Me neither. Oh no, the cats are going crazy. If you hear a noise, they are, they are uh, leafing around the room. They, uh, they apparently uh, want to mess each other up right now. <laughs> They're just in the mood for it after everything we've been talking about. I guess so. They were like, you know what? I can get rid of some of that rage right now. Some of that. Rage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I
0: love it. I love it. But yes, yeah, so number eight is Hannibal. Um, so I'm going to pick an interesting one for my number seven. But roll with me here. And correct me if I'm wrong on the name because I probably should have looked it up, but you know, who wants to actually do that? Um, so I am picking uh, August uh, Henry Cavill's character from Mission Impossible Fallout, and the reason why, <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because in the movie, first of all, whoever he was pretending to be. I forget what that character's name was, but he already was like a powerhouse, bulky-ass dude who was destroying dudes in the middle of a bathroom. But then you find out that he's like this eco-terrorist called August Walker who literally has, like, deceived Tom Cruise's character and the rest of his team and is putting together... Freeing the leader of this terrorist organization, he wrote this manifesto in which he was planning on bombing all these major religious um places around the world and just in general, it was definitely a badass mother effort, so I felt like that is some dude I would not want to mess with because he is like some covert spy who's you don't know if he's going to betray you. You don't know if he has an ulterior motive and the fact that he's clearly highly skilled. So in a fight, you probably lose.
1: I would have said like, and he he holds a grudge too, because even with like, uh, Oh, what's Tom Cruise's character's name? I forgot, that's why I just like Tom Cruise's character. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like, even like a don't fuck with me, is they wanted to beat the shit out of each other the entire time and very much held a grudge, because, you know, Henry Cobble's character was like very like, oh, I'm the best, you know, you're old news. But I think another part is Henry Cobble really showed that he could play a villain. Like, I did Mm -hmm. not suspect that entire time Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, Mr. Play-By-The-Rules would be the villain. By the way, I always love when he reloads his arms.
0: Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's so great. Have you noticed, by the way, in that gift someone pointed it out, it's clear that they shot that scene, like, through multiple times, because if you watch it, right, when Henry has his arms up, before he does the cocking, right which sounds really bad but he has his arms up but he has his arms up right and if you look at his face he has like a very light stubble but then as soon as he cocks his arms all of a sudden that becomes like a major five o'clock shadow and it's like clear that they freaking filmed that and like spliced it together because his facial hair is different
1: They were like, the dude is so masculine, he cocked his arms back and grew a fucking beard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, did you know that the Mission Impossible movie is the movie that Henry... Could not shave his mustache while he was filming Justice League, and that's why they have the CGI mouth is because they said, Oh, he was also filming Mission Impossible and Paramount, which was doing the Mission Impossible movies, was he was under contract that he could not shave his mustache.
1: For, for a moment there, I was like, oh, August could have shaped his mustache, right? You know, like, not not taking uh, DC's side on that, but going, yeah, you know, I couldn't see that. But I think a lot of it is that he is always seen as the clean shaven guy. To get more into yeah. character it would make more sense for him to have facial hair and look a little more grizzly. But I think oh, if he was... Yes, yeah, so I'd be like, oh, look at this baby
0: face, bitch. My point is, though, that couldn't they have just, Like, technology and props are really great now. Couldn't they have just put, like, a stick-on mustache throughout the film? You know, Warner Brothers, DC, like, that's a huge, major operation. And it was clear that they didn't want a mustached Superman Superman is always shown as being very clean-shaven. It would have been better than that CGI monstrosity that we got.
1: I I would have just said it was pretty bad, and that's a good point. You know, I guess you think about, like, filming stuff, it would maybe be hard to uh, put a facial, like, a beard, like, what would you say? Not a prosthetic. Would that be the word? Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was thinking of this uh, next top model where they gave the
0: dude a beard, and he was so excited because he could never
1: grow a beard.
0: <laughs> By the way, speaking about um, Henry Cobble, right, and filming, apparently The Witcher Season 2 is soon going back into production. So excited oh, about gosh. that. And. I know, I'm so pumped, but, um, speaking of, did you watch the, uh, the trailer for the Snyder Cut, Brittany? I, oh, wait, is it the one you sent me? Did I send it to you? No, I, I you sent, you,
1: you sent me for Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, 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 I sent you for the Suicide Squad. I didn't know if you had seen the, um, the trailer for the Snyder Cut.
1: Man, can you imagine if they put out a really bad movie, right? On purpose, knowing it would make a bunch of money, just to re-release it again as the Snyder Cut to make even more money from it. It's the perfect <laughs> crime. It's the perfect, it's the perfect <laughs> crime. <laughs> they feed off their unsuspecting audience that will follow them blindly. And then go, we heard you we heard you. We're going to put out the Snyder Cut. We've done what you begged because you've been our own (laughs) advertisement the entire time. You've been our advertisement the entire time. You know, for free. For free. All the hashtag and they go, oh look, we put it out. It's fine. Look. And they go, oh my god, this is the best thing. You know, we we see you, Marvel. We did so good
0: on our own. We just needed the right cut. Give me a fucking 40. <laughs> oh, please. I think that this was, I don't care if I get hate right now. I've already been vocal enough about this shit. But I truly think that Zack Snyder is a genius because he knew that he wanted his movie to come out, right? But he knew that Warner Brothers would never have done it if he was just simply like, hey guys, like, I didn't get a chance to finish my movie. I'd really like to because I have all this unused footage and I'd really like to put it out. Warner Brothers would be like, yeah, go fuck off, Zach. Like, you know, we did our theatrical release. That's it. It's done. It's done. So he was the one adding fuel to the fire by constantly posting on social media. Look, here's a picture. Look, here's footage from it. Look, blah, blah. And he's like, look at my. Look at my film. Look at my film. I'm telling you, it's here. And, like, showing pictures of, like, you know, the film reel in the case. Like, see, it's here. And people are like, oh, well, the 2017 version really sucked. And Zach is saying that there's – Zach is saying there's his version. So – and there has to be, and, like, them just, like, going and going and going. Zach did nothing throughout the years to, like, you know, squash that. He added fuel to the fire, and look what happened. Warner Brothers is giving him $30 million to finish his fucking film. And I'm sorry, that means the film is not finished. The Snyder Cut doesn't exist because Snyder has to finish it. I'm sorry. That gets me, like, revved up like nobody's business. I love Tia's salt on it. So salt. I'm so salty, and then people are sitting there like, oh, my God, Dark Side looks so good. I fucking laughed. I laughed when they showed the new trailer, and I laughed so hard. Juwan was like, Tia, no, it looks great. And I was like, you think that looks great? I was like, you think that literally looks great. I'm hysterically laughing at this. Oh, Brittany, I'll have to send it to you. I laughed so hard.
1: This is the right one. But I'm pretty sure I saw, like, a picture of Dan. I was on a part picture of the dark side. And it said, you can copy my homework, but don't make it oh my obvious. God.
0: <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, no, oh. Dan Aquino from They Call This a Movie posted a picture of that one guy in Infinity War, Um, the like one of Thanos's like you know quote unquote children, and then a picture of like this character in the Snyder Cut, and they look so similar. And with that caption, can I copy your homework yet? But just change it up a little bit so it doesn't look like we copied. (laughs)
1: No, <laughs> no, not to bring like old shit, but talking about like, and you're like, I know I get hit on I like hate, like from you know, that sort of thing What, what did you say that pissed people off so bad to message you on Instagram?
0: Oh god, those are the Hawkeye fans oh Like the it- <laughs> even worse? Hawkeye? I know. It's like, really, you you gonna fall on your sword for fucking Hawkeye? That that this is how it's gonna be?
1: The dude that gets like five seconds of screen time.
0: Like, bro, like I really was about to fucking like send that shit to the police. I'm not even kidding you. And it's like, what you want to fucking get charges brought against you for? goddamn fucking is children. This is what I can't stand about, this whole, like, trolling, you know, age that we're in, because it's literally kids like this. No, all I said literally was, like, Jeremy Conrad, who's one of those, like, scoop people online, or, like, oh, something about, like, the Hawkeye show is gonna start production, blah, 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 and I lit. all I said was, no one cares about Hawkeye. Like, <laughs> and, uh, I'm four actually, like, four uh, words. Four words.
1: <laughs> what would you say? It's like, I like Hawkeye, but it's like, he's like the one character that they really didn't flesh out very much. But I guess for me, I just don't like that the fit that uh the actor played that plays him. To have more yeah. screen time, I get it? Because you're like, oh, but I'm like, you just do arrows.
0: You just do arrows, buddy. Well, I just don't like because first of all, I think the character is lame as hell. Like, no, you're not going to be getting a shit ton of time in the movie. You literally just shoot arrows. Sorry, like you're not even that skilled of a fighter, like Black Widow is. And I especially now with everything that has come out about the actor and his, like, you know, personal stuff, I'm like, ew. That's the same thing, like, all the things that have come out with about Amber Heard, and I saw her in the trailer for the Snyder Cut, and I'm like, ugh. I literally did that, too, because we were doing a live reaction, right? Like, Joanna was playing the trailer. So, literally, they showed Side, I laughed, and then they showed Amber Heard, and I was like, ugh. I literally said that out loud. I was like, oh, "Oh." God. Because that's uh, Johnny
1: Depp's wife, right, her ex-wife. The one that, like, abused him and then
0: was like, oh, my God, he abuses me. And you're like. The one who, like, literally bit off the tip of, like, one of his fingers. Like, are you kidding me? Why Why is she still in these movies? They just, it's. I don't know. But anyway, that's, that's not about uh, our list. Let's let's get right back on track. Um, so, yes, number seven was uh, August Walker from Mission Impossible Fallout, which is still, like, one of my favorite movies. It was just really good. And I'm, like, not into the Mission Impossible movies at all, but that was a good movie. But, um, Brittany, what's your number six? Oh, man. I went like, like,
1: this Marvel kick. Can I go ahead and do another Marvel? Will you kill me? It's my last
0: one. I mean, it's not your last pick on the list. You're I mean, no, my still got a few marvel here. one. My last Marvel yeah. one.
1: You literally just off. Bruce Banner or the Hulk. Because if you piss off Bruce Banner, he's going to turn into the Hulk, and then you know what the Hulk is going to do? He's going to rip you open. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> literally rip you in half. But that's the thing. is like even like when he's in control of himself, he's so scary. Like the amount of strength he has. I love how like Bruce Banner as uh, what would he call it? what what's he called Professor Hulk or Doctor Hulk? I don't know what he's called. I, forget,
0: I think it's. I feel like it's Professor Hulk.
1: I think so, too, but I was thinking they, like, changed his name a little bit, and it was confusing some fans, but I was just trying to remember. Even, like, he was so embarrassed, like, by it past <laughs> and watching him rage out. Or oh, you know, Loki, Loki learned the hard way not to piss off the Hulk when he's like, I am a god and he just like, so he's, like, throwing him around. I remember just dying laughing because it's so brutal and so like catches you off guard. He just starts like slapping him on the ground. I was like oh so this is the Hulk This is the Hulk Okay I hope we get more of him Even Black Widow found out Don't piss off the Hulk She nearly got killed by him In the first Avengers Like I for me It's like yes it's a given Like oh don't piss off the Hulk But there is such a meme behind it For that reason I think he definitely Deserves to be on the list but Bruce himself, even though he's kind of like a weenie, he he's smart. He knows how to, like, make things happen. I mean, he helped create Ultron, and Ultron nearly destroyed the whole fucking world. You know what I mean? So I think from both ends, I'm going to do kind of that split of Bruce Banner and the Hulk. But uh, even, a what was it called, the Hulkbuster suit? Yeah. Yeah, like, even uh, even Tony, was brain and bronze, was uh, deeply, deeply struggling with the Hulk.
0: Well, frickin', um, it? oh my god, what was I gonna say about the first Avengers movie? Oh yeah, Loki, who really doesn't show that he's, like, afraid of anything, we see in Ragnarok, is absolutely petrified of the Hulk when he sees that that is who the Grandmaster's champion is. I remember that, like the look of his yeah. face and he, what is, what does he literally say? He goes, I got to get off this planet. Like that's how terrified he was. But, <laughs> that's how terrified he was that he literally said to himself I need to get off this freaking planet because it's, it's, it's a no for me dog and the fact that like he not only virtually almost killed Black Widow um, the Hulkbuster really wasn't doing that good of a job of you know going up against the Hulk and freaking the fact that the Hulk can go toe to toe with Thor, who is literally a god and can pretty much virtually almost kill Thor. Even though we all know in Ragnarok Thor was gonna beat Hulk. It was just that the Grandmaster couldn't stand the idea of like someone, you know, beating his champion. But I'll even say that the Hulk went toe-to-toe with Thanos. Granted, Thanos, of course, then kicked his ass, but he was going up against Thanos for a second. If the Hulk maybe was a little stronger, that would have been more of an even fight.
1: I, You know what you just made me think of with that, mm-hmm. especially with, like, with Loki, is have you seen that meme... Where is SpongeBob sitting up out of his chair and going, "All right, I'm gonna head out." That that was yeah. that was Loki when he spoke. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna head out. Anyway. Head out.
0: Yeah. I loved it, and I will also agree with what you said that Bruce Banner is um, also someone that you wouldn't want to mess with because he's so intelligent and because he has this innate ability to become a hulking rage monster. And I also think that he doesn't take, like, say, Tony's shit. Like, I love in their first Avengers, like, how done he is with Tony and how he always is seemingly trying to talk Tony out of shit, even also in the second Avengers, Age of Ultron. But I just always, I love when you find out that the Hulk, not the Hulk, that Bruce can actually, say, control his transformations when in the end of the first Avengers when Captain America was like, oh, you know, it's time for you to get angry. And I just love that line so much. That's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. (laughs) Such
1: a meme. Such a meme.
0: such a meme but I love it oh man when I first saw that in the theaters I was like yo you can control this shit the entire time oh my god
1: (laughs) could you imagine being that angry 24 7
0: I mean I'd be angry too if I were Bruce Banner you you already are always angry oh my god Bruce must be so angry because, like, all right, I have a confession for you. Oh no! I I have seen every movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe except Edward Norton's Hulk. It's like I know it's part of. It's like I know it's part of the MCU, but it's a different actor, and I feel like it was like. Nothing ever feels like it's referred back to that, you know? And it was so early on that I'm like, I just can't bring myself to, like, watch it. And I think because also the movie was, like, even though it's part of the MCU, it was produced by Universal. So it, it's still, regardless, has such a different feel to it, you know? I don't know. I've never, like, seen it, right? And the freaking, like, but I do know that at some point in the movie it was, like, Bruce is trying to get it on with Liv Tyler's character, but he can't because his freaking heart rate is going up, and if his heart rate goes up to a certain point, he'll turn into the Hulk. And I'm like, no wonder Bruce is always so pissed he's not getting laid. (laughs) (laughs) He he needs, like, a Klonopin or something. He needs something to calm him down if he's going to do that stuff. I mean, maybe Bruce now can control that. He's, like, learned, but at least I know that's how it was in the the first movie. I just wants to fuck. Like, give him a break. He saw Black Widow and was like, oh, my God, which, you know, you know how much I hate that pairing. Like, it's uh, probably the only upside to Black Widow having died, which I know sounds wrong because I really liked her character. I hated that she died. But at least we don't have the possibility of that happening.
1: I like that movie they were like, which characters have we drained for enough money? Okay, get rid of them. Like, uh, who who are we not making enough money off of? Get rid
0: of them. Hawkeye should have died. Just saying. The only reason I feel like they kept Hawkeye alive I feel like the only reason why they kept Hawkeye alive is because they knew that they were doing the Hawkeye series, and in the series it's going to be Clint passing the torch to Kate Bishop. So they're like, all right, well, we need him in it to pass the torch so he can't die. And, I'm like, and it's like, and we're going to finally give uh, everyone that Black Widow movie they've been asking for for the past ten years, but it's going to be a prequel. And it really doesn't mean anything in the long run of the actual MCU. It's like, thanks, guys. Thanks for making the two female-led movies within the Marvel Cinematic Universe prequels. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> I know. Because you killed off one of The only – okay, there's plenty of Avengers now, right? Right? Yeah. But think of it initially – Of who we had. They killed off the only female Avenger.
0: That niche that was initially a part of it. Yeah, she was the only female Avenger in the first Avengers. And it's like, you kill her off. Are you kidding me? I was so mad by that. I was just, I was mad and I was upset. And then I was upset that it seemed like no one was really making a big deal about it. It's like, obviously, a pony dying was like massive, But I'm like, really? Really? She's been there practically since day one. Like, she's been there since Iron Man 2. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding kidding me? me? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yes, I agree. The Hulk, I would not want to fuck with. Like, let's be serious. You would die. I would die. Everyone would die. Like, you have to literally be Thor in order to go up against him. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really hoping, though, that, like, the one thing, I thought that it was cool seeing, say, Professor Hulk, because I thought that it showed a harmony between Bruce Banner and Hulk, which needed to happen, because him being, like, this uncontrollable monster just, I don't feel, ever fit in correctly with the Avengers. But I do hope that we kind of see a little bit more of, like, the hulking Hulk at some point. I know that they're coming out with the um, TV show She-Hulk. And I think it's been confirmed that Mark Ruffalo is going to appear in it. So who knows what's going to happen there.
1: I don't know. I'm ready for it, though.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, so number six is the Hulk. I will take number seven um no not number seven my god number five I can't even talk today um wow Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) oh man um I'm just gonna be blatant because you know how I am with that shit and I am going to pick Ernest from John Wick I knew. It. <laughs> I knew <it. laughs> well, you know, just like I knew that Hannibal Lecter was going to make his way onto this list at some point. Like I know, I Do know not you. Compare you, Hannibal and Ernest. Do not even with me right now. I mean, to be fair, Hannibal should have probably been a little higher up on the list, but you know, just fine. Just saying. Um, but what should calls it it? I am going to pick Ernest from John Wick Three because first of all, the actor about yeah, well he was an actor in the movie. Um the guy is fucking seven foot four in real life. Like come on now, right? And sorry. Um The guy's fucking seven foot four. And I know, I know that he was only in the movie for like a fucking minute and a half. But I think that if given the proper screen time, he totally could have kicked John Wick's ass even more than he already did. I mean, he was getting it because that fucking dude is massively tall. And you get someone who's that tall and is an assassin with fighting skills. Like I wouldn't want to fuck with that guy. Can you imagine? Like just you or me walking around. He's sent to like fucking kill you or something. You'd be dead. You would be, would be dead. Seven
1: foot tall white like, mofo just running up and doing fucking like martial arts out of nowhere. Yeah, I'd
0: be terrified. I'd be like <laughs> longer than my entire body. I think that's true. That might even be true, Brittany. That might even be true. But, yeah, so I was, like, thinking about it. And I sat there, you know, this is a list of people that you don't want to fuck with. And I'm like, I wouldn't want to fuck with him. Like, at all. Yeah, I was going to say, like,
1: whenever I saw this scene where he is fighting John Wick, I was like, man, this, really, this dude is huge. And he's really moving around. But, like, I love uh what does Shaq call him? Oh, you rang. <laughs> you rang. You rang. Oh, poor dude. No, I do think he is great, though, because he is definitely, you know, he's a trained assassin, right? He he decided to come mess with John Wick. So he's basically he's got at least the balls to do it to go after the best of the best. Knows what he's putting on the line. I think even John Wick says like like tries to talk him out of it. Like oh really? You know it's like that's it's nothing personal. It's just good business, right, you?
0: Oh, God. That is, like, one of the most iconic lines, by the way, from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. No, but, I mean, listen, he does say at some point, John Wick's like, you don't have to do this. And Ernest is like, 14 million's a lot of money. And John is like, not if you're dead. (laughs) You know? So, I mean, John, John Wick had a fucking point. But... What was I going to say? No, I mean, listen, I watched that interview between the guy Boban and Shaq, and Boban fucking loved it. Shaq before was like, before we leave, can you, can you say it? And he did. He was like, you rang. <laughs> Shaq remembered it. He was so
1: amused with his own joke that he remembered it long enough to come after him and ask him to say it. <laughs>
0: Well, in the interview, too, one of the other commentators asked them, like, you know, come on, you could kick, like, Keanu Reeves' ass in real life. And he's like, oh, for sure. He's oh, like, for sure, sure I could. <laughs> the dude got um, such a, His clout
1: grew two times
0: that day. <laughs> I... We did like a, I did a small article on that because I thought it was funny and posted it and so many people were like, no fucking way, like Keanu Reeves would kick his ass, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I think it's the choreographers that allow that to happen. I feel like that definitely would have gone a little bit of a different route in real life, but... What was I going to say here? Oh my gosh, I like completely blank out for a second. <gasps> I'm getting old, Brittany. Don't ever get old. Well, get old. It's fine. you um, You know what I was going to say? I, which, by the way, everyone who's listening, Brittany has still not watched the first John Wick movie. <laughs> I <heard we> <sighs> haven't finished Tiger King. Which I can't believe it's been taking that long. I binged that shit within like one day. I was like, oh my god, I need to know more. That's a guy I wouldn't want to fuck with. (laughs) That guy's crazy. But I was going to say, I remember when I first watched the third John Wick movie and that scene happened, right? I really didn't think that that person existed. I thought that they did some, like, CGI shit to make that guy bigger than he actually was. And I remember, like, thinking to myself, like, oh, the John Wick trilogy has gotten weird now because now they're, like, doing weird CGI shit, you know? It's 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 like uh the Fast and the Furious franchise. It's just getting weird at this point. Um but then I looked and I was like, oh fuck, that dude like, really is like seven foot four. He really does just look that massive. Hello? Okay. Brittany?
1: Really? Uh barely. I, let me see real quick. Give me a second.
0: Uh, I can hear you
1: now. We may have issues with our internet in a minute. It's starting to storm again. Arkansas got punched with all these storms.
0: <laughs> I went Arkansas to- got was- punched in the gut.
1: Yeah, I gonna say I went to bed with lightning flashing outside the window, and I was like, ooh, big lightning storm. So, yeah, if I cut out again, just let me know. It's probably just how the weather is right now.
0: Oh, okay. it's no big deal. I was just saying, like, I couldn't really hear you that much. But did you have um anything else you wanted to say uh, before I moved on? Um, I
1: think it would take at least two days to climb, Ernest, if given the chance. (laughs) Uh, Like,
0: dude is so tall. So tall. I mean, I'm just saying, I just wouldn't want to fuck with him, you know? Like, if we lived in the John Wick world and that guy came after me, I would be scared. I would be very scared. I would say he
1: seems like a gentle giant Um, though seriously i even from like seeing him in action i'm like oh this dude's just a soft boy doesn't have long hair in it you people with long hair he does not have long
0: hair it's just shaggy a little it's not long at all john wick kind of has longish hair but i was gonna say i told you like i've become like obsessed with this dude i watch like Clips and I'm not even into sports, but I watched that freaking like interview with Shaq and shit. And apparently, like people in the NBA like love this freaking dude like so much. Um, like people were saying he's the nicest guy in the NBA, which is hilarious because he was playing an assassin in John Wick Three. I was like,
1: I was like he's just a gentle giant.
0: But let's move on. Brittany, what is your number four? I'm going to go with Sloane from Into the Ashes. (laughs) And for those who don't know, know, really quick, Sloane is played by Frank Grillo. I wanted to just throw that out there really quick. It's like with Into the Ashes, the movie
1: was terrible, right? Frank Grillo, Mm -hmm. though was the one you know what's crazy the movie had a good start i'm gonna go with the movie first movie had a great start about a guy who you know he has his wife and they're going on i can't remember if they're going on a hunting trip or a fishing trip he's going with his best friend her dad like the wife's dad's uh the the police chief right and Mm -hmm. you know they're everything's fine and then and then she's dead and you find out the whole thing is Sloane, which is Frank Rilla's character, apparently they have the family. And it's like a crime family. They're not all actually related, but they all do each have an Egyptian-themed tattoo on their hand. And kind of join them all together and show, like, hey, they belong. Speaking of Sloan and criminals, Tia, what did you do this time?
0: Oh, God, of course, you know, Sunday morning, the ritual of the police cars in the background. No, I love it. But uh, but Sloan,
1: he gets out of prison after the guy had ran off, right, that had screwed him over. Apparently, the main character ended up was part of the reason he ended up in prison in the first place. But remembered was still mad about it pays a guy to track down the main character dude wants more money from sloan to be able to tell him the address sloan stabs him in the hand and pins it to the freaking desk like no you're gonna tell me now sloan's still so mad tracks the guy down who's not even there He's on his hunting trip his wife is there kills his wife it's I thought the wife was going to have more of like a story in it, but no, she was gone, like gone, gone. And they left her body in the floor. They didn't even move it. And then Sloan sits there and he's just like, oh, yeah, we're a family and you left. Us. You know, like he's so scary. Like, that's the thing is it's like. It's bad enough to be on his bad side, but it's bad enough to be on the good side of him because he's never going to let you go. And that's terrifying. We all hear about the people, you know, getting into gangs and they want to get out. But, you know, there's somebody there that'll hurt them if they do. And it's like, Sloane is that guy. Sloan is that guy. You don't win. If he likes you, you're in the part of the family. And he's probably going to make sure you never leave. If you don't like you, he's going to kill you. And that's the kind of dude that's like, Okay, you're just a bad mamma jamma at that point, and I don't want anything to do with you.
0: <laughs> I remember, I don't know how we even, by the way, I hope that you can hear me correctly. I had to change headphones. My Bluetooth headphones died, so I had to you're
1: get a... Sure uh, you sound actually better right now.
0: Oh, great. Yay. Um, I forget how we even, like, got into that movie, Probably because we, you know, like Frank Grillo, we're like, oh, a new Frank Grillo movie's coming out. But that movie had so much potential because I remember that it started really well. I mean, first of all, Frank Grillo just has this, like, innate ability to be terrifying as hell. And I really felt like he was terrifying in that just one single shot of him being released from prison. That alone was like, woo, terrifying, right? And so you had this potential of this film where Frank Grillo's character leads this crime family that really think of themselves as a family and are so mad at this one guy for deciding to take – the whole thing was – I don't know if you remember, he took the money. Like, he took Sloan's money when Sloan was in prison, and then that's how he built that home for him and his wife. And that's Sloan's point. Like, oh, I bet you your wife didn't even know, like, where you even got, like, this money from. Jesus Christ, everyone in the background. I don't know if you all can hear that. That is insane. Like, what is going on at freaking 11.33 in the morning? But freaking... It started off so well because you had the character, I forget the other character's name, but Sloan and Charlie go to his house. They pretty much, like, they're almost, like, I wouldn't say gleeful, but Sloan definitely, like, makes kind of jokes about it. He was like, oh, your wife was making pie when we came in. You know, i I – I wonder if there was ice cream or something, you know, like uh, it goes together and it's like how are you talking about that when there's like the, you just killed the dude's wife. You just yeah, killed right? the dude's wife. And like, I agree, it's like viable
1: but awful at the same time.
0: It's like it had so much potential the actual movie and I just really think it fucked up halfway through and with that like flashback it decided to do it jumped and the way like spoiler alert sloan's character dies is so anticlimactic especially for someone who he played died such a- he died in the car wreck you never really even saw it you just saw the car crash and the guy walk up to the car and like have this like horrified look on his face and like that was about it you know that look-
1: That's the thing. It's, like, the movie had such a good start, and after a certain point, they they just didn't know what to do with it anymore.
0: I think that's what it was, is that they really just felt, like, lost and had no idea where to go um, to finish it out, which sucks because it really had so much potential, but you know what? This happens plenty of times where you have freaking – movies that aren't so good but at least someone plays like a good character in it and i definitely feel like that is how frank grillo played it in um in this movie like i loved him as sloan i was like in a better movie this would have killed
1: I just, it made more fleshed out i really like you know and the actors themselves weren't that it was like they were just not giving any direction like i like charlie which is sloan's right hand man I like the main character. I love the main character's best friend that helps him. Though so, that dude had like a wife and kids and everything and he's like, I have to do this and gets himself killed. What? Uh,
0: no, and I was like well, Dude Prioritize your shit, man. Prioritize that's your shit. Thing. And, like that's that's
1: that's that's my thing. And they they must have been in love because this dude dropped everything for him.
0: <laughs> or he just like wasn't that into his wife because they had been like married like since they were like teenagers and shit. and he was just like, you know what? I'm gonna go out blazing. <laughs> like, I think make a life insurance policy. It's fine. <laughs> That's messed up. That's messed up. But no, I love it. I have to, I didn't see Sloan coming, but I'm happy that Sloan is on this list
1: uh you like uh sometimes our list is so funny because i feel like i almost need to reorganize all my picks afterwards i feel like at some point what we should do is uh get our picks out and then just take a moment at the end to like reorganize them into the right places of what we actually think
0: i mean we can do that i have no qualms about it at all so um but, yeah, Sloane, definitely, 100%. I agree. Um, do you have anything else you want to say before we move on?
1: He, I I just feel like they should remake the movie or make something similar. To, like, you said, full potential. Dude makes a great villain.
0: He really does. Frank Curlo plays a top-notch villain. I feel like all of his characters I wouldn't want to mess with. Like, i almost put um, his character from The Purge on this list. Because I was like, I wouldn't want to mess with him. I wouldn't want to mess with
1: him. He's a good one, too. I mean, he did become, like, the most uh, number one, like, villain lead or something like that. Who? Uh, Frank Grillo
0: in the in the Chinese market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, um... For a wolf warrior too, yeah. I mean, he played a great freaking villain in that.
1: Gosh darn it, Frank (laughs) Grillo.
0: But um, let's move on. I will hit number three, and I am going to click, click. Well, I am going to pick. God, I can't talk. Rob Novak from Sleepless, and Rob Novak. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I wasn't going to let you grab him. Hell no, no. <laughs> um, no, but so Rob Novak is played by Scoot McNary, and he was in the 2017 movie Sleepless, which I feel like is such an underrated movie. It only made about, I think, $30 million, which I know is, is like, to us, it's like, wow, it sounds great, but I think it, like, cost 33 million to like make or something so it definitely took a loss but i loved it like britney knows i went to watch that movie because david harbour was in it and then suddenly you have this like villain that i sat there and i was like holy fuck Who is this? Because he played such this terrifying villain. Your whole introduction to Rob Novak is literally he's in the middle of a baseball field. And he has this dude half naked hanging upside down from the batting cage. And you find out that that guy is his cousin. And his cousin did a dumbass shit because the thing is Rob Novak and his family are in the coke dealing business and apparently his cousin had ratted him out to the DEA and literally he orders for his cousin to have his tongue cut out and I'm like what the hell right what the hell I mean first of all he was like you know beating the shit at him like putting a gun in his face he was like spitting at him and I was like just a all-around like bad person but He never broke character. He always just remained this, like, terrifying person throughout it that you just felt was going to snap at any freaking moment. And at some point in the movie... He has to pretty much get coke from this other dealer because of the whole business that happened with his cousin ratting him out with the DEA. And he is just like not taking it with this dude, Stanley at all. Like you find out throughout the movie that Jamie Foxx's character is a policeman who ends up with the coke and, you know, Stanley is waiting for his character character to arrive with said coke um and Rob is just like pissed he's like where the fuck is my coke you know doesn't even it's just so bad like there are times in the movies that he literally like I'll never forget the scene where he like goes up and like freaking grabs on Stanley's balls and starts squeezing them just to be like where the hell is my shit and he literally drags Stanley's body around I was total alpha mode. Literally, dragged Stanley's body throughout the casino, like with no fucks to be given at all. He's just like terrifying, like so just willing to like go there and never break character, and just like does not care. Like, he says at some point to Stanley, he's like, what, you think because you and my dad used to party together back in the day that I wouldn't kill you? And I'm like, ooh. I'm like, the dude did cut out his own cousin's tongue, so I wouldn't fuck with this guy at all. But, Brittany, you were going to put him on your list as well, so let's hear it.
1: <laughs> the The cousin is technically lucky to only really lose his tongue. I know that's awful to say. But we oh, see that, like, because Rob Novak himself is, like, so scary and evil. It's like, it doesn't matter, even the Italian mob, like, they would kill their own boss if they thought, like, oh, he's not doing what's best for the family. A cousin that's nothing. This dude was ratting him out to the DEA, could have brought down the whole operation, and the most he got was a few baseballs to the stomach, and his tongue cut out, it could have been way worse. It could have been way <laughs> Well, I don't know why I'm standing up for him on this one. Don't come for me. But, uh, no, he is definitely terrifying. The dude's got, like, burns up his neck. He looks intimidating. He looks scary. He's coked out, where his, like, eyes are so bloodshot. Oh, and then, like, the cherry on top, the dude doesn't even drink. Like, this dude's like, yeah, 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 I'll do the coke but oh drink oh you know that nah nah that's fine i don't do that the dude's just like he's an enigma he's definitely very interesting and i like you know i love the thought of frank novak sitting there as like the head just like doing that stuff but it makes me definitely curious like who was the man that raised rob to be such an asshole (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> right you have to think about it if like rob novak is the scary mother effort like his father must be even worse That's and fine. you can see at What's some it? point that rob it's like rob is definitely like scared of his dad because there's a scene in the movie where he's like all quiet on the phone with him and he's like yes sir yes sir
1: I think, like, it would have been a great, like, I know they lost money on it or, like, only really cut even, but I would love to see, like, almost like the John Wick story where it's like, yeah, kill the stupid son and then deal with the dad.
0: Oh, I would have loved it, believe me. Like Paulie and I watched that movie, and we definitely were like, "Oh, when's the sequel coming out?" And then I like wikipedia it, and it was saying, "Oh, it was a major flop and fail, and blah blah." And it's like, God damn it! How like this is what I'm saying. I don't understand people's taste in in film or cinema because I, each time I sit there and watch that movie, I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with it. Like I thought it was really good. You had a lot of compelling shit there. You know, is Jamie Foxx a dirty cop? No, in fact, you know, he's just playing a dirty cop and in fact he's an undercover cop. This- whole time. You know, you have that, like, David Harbour's character is in fact the dirty cop. You have a really compelling, dangerous villain that is just willing to go there. It's, you know, like, I appreciate that. There was no holding back in the frickin' movie at all. It had, like, an insane gunfight at the end, so you get, like, your crazy action and shit. Like, I didn't understand, and I loved the way that it ended, the frickin' movie, because, again, spoiler or for anyone who hasn't seen it, but Rob's character dies in the end. And as, like, you know, the authorities, I think the DEA or the FBI are cleaning it up, you see um, Rob Rob's phone uh, ringing and it's his dad. And one of the, you know, DEA agents picks it up and you think it's going to be like, oh, you mother effer, you know, we're coming for you, blah, blah, blah. And he picks up, he goes, Mr. Novak. We have a problem. And I was like, oh, my God, they're all dirty. They're all part of it. They're all dirty. And I was like, man, there's such, like, a frickin', you know, potential to do a sequel to that. And I'm telling you, Brittany, for anyone who doesn't know, Brittany and I, like, have already fan-casted who we would want to play the father. And we both agree that Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be an amazing uh, uh participant as Frank Novak.
1: I will literally fight anyone that disagrees with me. Come for me.
0: (laughs) No, but seriously, like, I just think that Rob Novak is such an amazing villain. I would never fuck with him, like, ever in my life. I would do everything possible to avoid him, or if anything, just be like, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, whatever you want, you know? (laughs) Like,
1: doesn't even have a name it's just a yes sir what'd you say i said at this point he doesn't even have a name it's just a yes sir
0: yeah exactly exactly like i would not fuck with him at all um i really want to have known what those freaking scars like what the reasoning for that was <laughs> and it's, it definitely it didn't even explain them. never explained it and honestly it 's the movie that got me into scoot McNary. Uh, if it weren 't for that movie, I would have no idea who that actor is, and I am better for it. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. but um Brittany, we are down to the last two in our top ten why don 't you tell me what the number two is, which is of course your number one
1: i 'm going to go with Smaug from the oh, Hobbit <laughs> <laughs> and you three that's words that's given and not effing dragon Tia not an effing dragon first off even him like even uh, Bilbo wearing the ring did not stop Smaug from, it, it, I was going to say Smaug because it's like Smaug it, it, like, I'm having trouble I'm I've messed around with saying his name so much, I'm like, I don't remember. I think it's uh, Desolation of Smog," But basically, even the ring did not help Belbo as much as you would have thought. Like, this crazy ring, the ring of power, one ring to rule them all, you know, that. But what's getting me is... He could smell Bilbo. He knew he was there. The way he, like, toyed with Bilbo, was like, this dude's scary. Like, and the way, like, even though he's a big dragon, right, you think, oh, he can eat him. No, the way he played was Bilbo's mind over, like, oh, the dwarves don't care about you. You know, they basically sacrificed you to me for the Arkenstone. And you're just like, oh, shit, he's playing some mind games right now. Or how he said something more precious. And it makes Bilbo take the ring off because it's so in his head. But, like, to Bilbo's, like, credit... is like very careful like or you know you know knowing that smog is so full of himself how to play into it but i think my ultimate moment of uh don't fuck with the fucking dragon is where they pour the gold on the dwarves get the gold poured on them right And he's like, I'll show you revenge, and he goes to the freaking town below. I think it's called, like, Rivendell or River or something, but basically starts burning it to the ground. Has nothing really to hardly do with that town. He just figures, like, oh, well, they helped him, and oh, y'all want to see something bad, right? You want to see... Oh, you're making someone pay. I'll show you. And it's like, but he's like, I am fire, I am death. And they're like, this starts burning I was like, dude, don't piss off the dragon. This dude's scary, and he can talk. So yeah, um, and oh, he it was not even did not even Kelak in the past. He wanted the arkenstone and drove all the dwarves out of their mountain. And he's like, Oh, I know the taste of dwarf and I'm like, I'm sure you do. You like killed everyone here, you asshole. So yeah. I'm gonna go with the big
0: up and Dragon, Tia. I was gonna say, I feel like that's such a cheat. Of course you wouldn't wanna fuck with him. No, I'm kidding though. I love it. Um Brittany knows that and we actually yeah, we just did what, a few weeks ago the um top 10 characters from the hobbit trilogy and i believe he, he premiered on that as well but you know gosh freaking smog is a scariest motherfucker because as we just said he's a goddamn dragon so 100% you would be terrified too of a freaking dragon And the fact that he's, like, a talking dragon, right? It's not like in Game of Thrones where these dragons were just, like, mindless uh, tools that Daenerys used. It's like Smog is a freaking intelligent being that can really toy with the people who he is torturing, essentially, like, points when he was with bilbo you were like god when is he going to lash out at bilbo right like you really felt that tension and that edge of your seat sort of feeling that it's not gonna be good
1: (laughs) it's like this dude like it is like i keep saying this like it's the mind games of all of it like That he has all this brute strength, but I think the cunning behind it is just as intimidating. So it's like, it's kind of like the Hulk, right? You go, oh, obviously you wouldn't mess with the Hulk, right? But I think with like, he's kind of like almost like an evil version of Dr. Hulk. You know what I mean? You still get the strength, you have the
0: intelligence,
1: but wrapped together, it's not good.
0: It's not good at all. Like, it's not good at all. I would just... I I feel like I forgot that Smog actually talked so that when we got to the movie The Desolation of Smog and it's like, oh, shit. Like, he's not just this mindless beast that just is kind of going on, say, base instinct. He has that sort of... Um, intelligence but at the same time you know it's the lore that like dragons love their gold you know and they become really protected uh protective of it so he was in full protection mode like oh you think you're gonna get this gold back from me (laughs) no bitch no (laughs) I love how full of himself he is,
1: though, where he's like, oh, you know, and, and like, when he's like, oh, I
0: just wanted to see
1: if the stories did you justice, and he's like, does it now? And he, like, spreads his ass, like, this dude, and he's, like,
0: he's feeling himself. I was gonna say, he definitely, like, thinks himself as, like, the shit. He's like, I am the motherfucking shit.
1: I mean, I guess if I was a dragon, too, I'd feel pretty awesome about it.
0: I mean, there's not many other, like, creatures that can fight you. And not for nothing, those who try, a lot of them are going to die. I mean, by the way,
1: what is he eating? If he never really left there, what does he eat? Or is it, like, a a snake? Is it like a snake? You know, they eat a large meal. They can go months. Maybe he ate so many dwarves. He's still just processing it, like a hundred years later. He gets
0: uh, Uber Eats. He orders oh, from uh, <laughs> from uh, from McDonald's from the Shire. <laughs> You're dead to me. You should be a. You Shire. loved it. You loved it. Stop lying. No, as, soon as you, I wasn't expecting that. As soon as you said smog, I was like, oh my god, of course she fixed the dragon. Uh, um, Did I tell you, by the way, that I actually went and watched the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy? You watched the whole thing? Did you like it? I have to say that I like the Hobbit trilogy better. Maybe it's just because, like... The Lord of the Rings trilogy came out years beforehand, so the production quality, I thought, was, like, it just felt very much of time, right? Um, And I don't think that I was into the characters as much as I was into the one from The Hobbits, like, I you know, obviously, I loved like Thorrandrel and you know Thorin and shit like that, so I just felt like I liked those characters a lot more than I say liked these characters
1: no i I agree with that I agree i it for me, I felt like there was just more going on, and the characters were more likable, which I love like. I get why people love Lord of the Rings. I just think for someone that's not a diehard fan, I feel like uh, The Hobbit is more like easily digestible.
0: Oh, I feel like if I hadn't seen The Hobbit first, I'd be so lost. I would be so lost in Lord of the Rings because so many things that they mention go back to The Hobbit. But if you, but The Hobbit came out afterwards, so it's like if you just, if you never read the books of Lord of the Rings and you just saw the movies, you might be, like, a little lost. What are they talking about? What is this? What is this background? Why is it like this? Why is it like that? So I felt there was a little bit of that. And then there was also a little bit of, like, too convenient of, like, some of the romances and shit and, like, tell me how pretty much there was no, again, female, really, that was worth anything you know the one woman they had was supposed to be just like a romance ploy at least in the hobbit the like one girl they had was a fighter um and as we pointed out (laughs) when we did the hobbit literally literally no person of color like i could not (laughs) i could not find i really tried i was like wow this wow (laughs) Wow, it's not even that old, these movies. Like, what the fuck? Um, but what was the last thing I was going to say? Oh, there was one character. Oh, I will say this before we move on. I know this is so, like, out there, but um, Samwise was definitely the MVP of that entire trilogy. Like, no one mattered except Samwise.
1: <laughs> I know. I love what I'm going say everybody. That's why everybody was so obsessed with him
0: whenever the actor played, what's his name, Bob? Oh, Bob from um from Stranger Things. I love Bob.
1: That's <laughs> well, when I went to Arkansas uh, Comic-Con in, uh, I'm trying to think of, oh, it was in our capital, right? And uh, people were like, oh, my God, Bob's here? Sam Wise is here? You know, everybody was like, couldn't remember the dude's name, but they definitely remember what he played. They, he, Wait, he, really he was became. there? Yeah, he was there. I could have got a picture, oh. but I think he was one of the more expensive ones, and his line was the longest of them.
0: Oh, my God. That would have been so cool to get a picture, though, with him. Wait, I think his name is, yeah, it's Sean Astin. Oh, oh. that
1: you know would have been so there? cool. mm mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember his name, but, uh, oh, you know, like, from, like, all that, like, on Nickelodeon, the dude that was absor- obsessed with, like, orange soda?
0: Oh my god! Um, freaking... uh, oh god, Kel from Keenan and Kel. Yes,
1: Keenan and Kel. Was Kel, <laughs> Kel was there, and uh, uh, my my brother's fiance was like, she dressed up like orange soda just to take a picture with them.
0: Oh my god! Brilliant, one hundred percent fucking brilliant. I love it. I love it. Um. Great pick, by the way, for the number two. We are down to the number one on our top ten characters you wouldn't want to mess with or you don't want to fuck with. Um, so let's go through the list before we get to the number one. We had number ten, four is Bondurant, number nine, Nebula, number eight, Hannibal, number seven, August from Mission Impossible. Number six is the Hulk, number five is Ernest from John Wick 3. Number four is Sloane from Into the Ashes. Number three is Rob Novak from Sleepless. Number two is Smaug. Um, and I was very, it. I really didn't know who to put for number one. I will admit to you that I was going to put Frank Castle, right? Because I was like, even though he's like the good guy, you don't want to. You don't want to fuck with him, right? But then as I was thinking about this other character kept popping in my head, and I'm like, this is the person who really deserves this frickin' number one. Um, So it's like as much as I would have wanted to put Frank Castle, I'm going to go with Wilson Fisk. You do not want to fuck with Wilson Fisk. First of all, you don't even say his name. You can't even say his name. I just said his name. I'm probably going to get murdered at some point. Like, I said his name. Because <laughs> um, for anyone who watched season one of Daredevil, that was the big thing, right? Like, you can't say his name. Um, he was just so terrifying. Played by Vincent D'Onofrio. He was just so wonderful in this role. Just brought this insane complexity right, to this character who for the most part was kind of like operating in the shadows for a long time before really coming to the forefront. And so, okay, so in season one, I'll go through it really quick, right? In season one, you have that at first he just seems like a businessman because if you all remember, the Marvel Netflix movies did take place within the same universe as the movies, because the whole thing is that Daredevil Season 1 takes place a couple of years after the quote-unquote incident, which is New uh, Loki attacking New York. So, because of this, there's so many properties that were destroyed, which gives the ability for people to come in and rebuild. So, Wilson Fisk just seemed like he was just trying to rebuild New York, where in Reality, he was this corrupt person trying to take over so much shit. I mean, he essentially almost got Karen killed. He definitely tried to frame her for someone's murder and tr- was very corrupt throughout the entire first season, working with Madame Gao, um, working with Nobu and the Russians, definitely people who were doing some illegal shit. Um, and... He literally, like, first of all, he has an old Spanish lady killed who was, like, so precious in season one. It's like, you bastard. You bastard. Um, Because he was doing that thing where he was trying to get this, like, building, but she had been living there for so long that she refused to leave. And it was one of those things where at first he was just making the building so unmanageable that she would, you know, leave herself, which is something that a certain son-in-law of a certain current president is doing to some of his tenants in uh new york city but you know that's none of my business um but uh whatchamacall so that's how ha- that happened and then the season two right so you know wilson fisk has this big showdown with um you know daredevil in season one and all that and blah 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 and he you know gets revealed as the true villain as he is i mean he literally fucking cuts someone's He cut someone's head off by freaking slamming a car door on them over and over and over again. What the fuck? The rage of this guy date uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) interesting interesting date. so okay so really quick i'm sorry I'm, i'm not trying to take so long i'm just trying to go through everything so then season two you really don't see him a lot but there's an epic episode where he's in jail and he literally confronts frank castle he's going to help frank as long as frank can then take out the competition in jail for him and then tries to get frank castle killed then he has a fucking fight with frank castle and they just have this like showdown you're just like ugh. um and then season th- season three was truly wilson fisk's season he concocts this entire plan to get out of jail to get his, like, status back. He ends up owning pretty much the DEA, owning the FBI, right? He's freaking take – you know, he's getting mob bosses on his side. Like, really just this, like, huge, like, plan to take over New York again. I mean, he planned everything to a T. You know, he planned that he was unsafe in actual jail, so it got him – Uh, House arrest. He planned to then get everyone around him working for him. I mean, he was terrifying as hell. And you really thought that at some point he was going to get Karen killed because he finds out fine. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I love this shit so much. Do you know, as a Daredevil fan, the epic payoff because knowing that Wilson Fist didn't know that Karen killed Wesley and to finally have at that final moment right where she's staring him face to face and she's like I killed him and it, like it was so good it was so good so I'm sorry I'm going on 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 but just like for again I would never mess with Wilson Fist because not only is he like you know He's so large, right? Like I think Vincent D'Onofrio himself is like six foot four, six foot five, right? He's this massive man, and not only can he be so brutal, but he's so intelligent. And you really see that in season three, where everything is meticulously planned. He planned out step-by-step-by-step-by-step, by step by step by step, thinking, like, five step-aheads. Not even, like, oh, he's thinking a step ahead. He's thinking, like, five steps ahead. He's so intelligent that... I just, I would never fuck with the guy. So that is, yeah, Wilson Fisk, like, again, I wanted to put Frank Castle, and we all know why we wouldn't mess with Frank Castle. Like, dude is brutal as hell. Um, We've seen how many people he can kill in one go. But the more I thought about it, it's like I had to put Wilson Fisk down. So, Brittany, what do you think?
1: I think Fisk is the perfect pick for something like this. Because it's not the, even just... When I first saw him, I was like, this dude's not scary. But then, like, the part where it's like nobody even wants to say his name, which always inspires, like, a healthy dose of fear because he's always behind the scenes. But the Russian dude, it, the dude told, gave you a chance to leave and you kept on keeping on. And it's like, dude, it's it's Fisk. I nearly said Fisco. It's Fisk. <laughs> and you're just going to do that to him? like dude you should know better you work for him you should know and then the dude gets his head like smashed like a freaking watermelon so easily but yeah he's definitely like that cold anger because it's like he's like a boiling pot he's like slow to like like get real angry right it seems like he does have that point where it's like he's trying to stay calm but once he's boiling like it's like rolling it's like it's overflowing and there's no calming it down i think that's pretty scary in its own right where i Fisco. go That Fisk, I keep saying Fisco. I the reason I say Fisco is one of my mods is named Fisco, and I always think of Fisk with him. And now I'm paying for it now because I would always call him Fisk. I'm paying for it now, but uh, Fisk, right? He's still not convinced. Uh, Frank Castle even to come there, right? Wasn't he the (laughs) one that's like wanting to talk? Like, Frank could have gotten, like, off with, uh, I think, going to basically um, like a psychiatric hospital.
0: I mean, I think realistically that I do think that there's a chance that Matt Murdock and Foggy and Karen could have gotten Frank, you know, at the, not off I think there's no chance in hell that he would have not had to do something, but I think they could have at least gotten him to a mental facility, but, you know, they got to Frank. He told him that Fisk had answers, and that's why you know, he freaking goes crazy and goes, I killed him! I killed those motherfuckers! I'm not even... I ain't even sad about it. I'd do it again. I'm just itching. What does he say? He's like, I'm just itching to pull the trigger again. Oh, my God. But he did it so that he could get sent, you know, and it's all because... Well, first of all, Wilson Fisk has racked up, like, racked up quite the body count himself, because in season one... He finds out at some point that Karen and this reporter go and find Fisk's mother, who he has hidden away, because you find out that when Fisk was a child, his father would beat his mother like constantly, and Fisk, as a child, ends up killing his father, and the mother helps cover it up and hide the body so fisk has her you know in a very private nursing home that like and he always tells people like that his mom is dead to like protect her but you find out that karen and this reporter found out and they went and saw her so when fisk finds that out he's insanely angry and he has the reporter killed which is how Karen gets into being a reporter because, you know, that's like her connection to all that is because she was working with that guy. So, I mean, Fisk has killed a lot of freaking people, like a lot of freaking people. And again, he got Frank Castle into jail and set him loose on his rival, knowing that he couldn't kill the guy, but he was just going to have Frank Castle kill the guy. And then it's like, oh, well, then I'll have Frank Castle killed. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's great. Every, everywhere Fisk goes, he takes over, right? He took over pretty much everything in season one. He ended up taking over the prison in season two. He owned it. Frank was like, oh, so you own this shit now. And then in season three, he ends up fucking working everything in his favor too. I mean, this guy, like, is just so intelligent that he can just do this.
1: The dude's kind of insanely smart, and I think his outward appearance definitely hides
0: the raging monster that's inside. Well, because, you know, if you watch Daredevil, he definitely gets, like, you know, made fun of by a lot of people, people who make fun of his weight. And it's like, bro, you wouldn't be doing that if you knew who this guy was. (laughs) So I love it. I love it um Brittany, i think we did a i think we did a good job right i think we did a good job um looking back at it is there anyone that you would put higher or lower or something are you like good with your list i definitely would have put
1: hannibal higher and i think my only honorable mentions is bane
0: and uh the joker oh oh that's a good one. Those are very good ones. Like, I not even think about that. Yeah, I would never fuck with Pain, and I would never fuck with the Joker. Um, as I said, I definitely would have put Frank Castle on the list. I probably should have put him um, on at some point, but definitely Frank Castle. I would never want to mess with the Hound from Game of Thrones. Um, I put the character that Frank... Uh, Grillo plays in The Purge, and I definitely would never want to mess with William Lewis, the character Pablo Schreiber plays. I I love it. Yeah, those are definitely people I would never want to mess with, because they're all fucking crazy. And computers, and everything else between. I know, it's like one of those things where you have the list of uh, Characters you don't want to fuck with, and they're not all villains, but a lot of them end up being villains because, in general, you don't want to fuck with them. Oh yeah. But um, what do you call it? I literally cannot talk this morning. I think it's the lack of coffee or something like that. But I think that we did an excellent job breaking down the top ten characters you wouldn't want to mess with, Uh, all of them equally terrifying in all of their own rights, even if they are, say, quote-unquote, good guys, and definitely if they are bad guys, you wouldn't want to mess with them. I guess also, Brittany, you wouldn't want to mess with Thanos, but before... Before I give it to you to do all of your plugs, I am going to plug some of the podcasts that I normally plug at the beginning of the show. And, of course, you definitely need to make sure that you check out... Gutting the Sacred Cow. Um, Gutting the Sacred Cow includes Kevin Goatee and Kevin Israel, who are two stand-up comedians who are film snobs that invite fellow comedians and podcasters to select movies they find overrated or hate. But the catch is that the film must meet one of three criteria: it either must have been a financial success, wildly beloved, or critically acclaimed. The guests will then come in and then see if they can quote-unquote gut the sacred cow. Make sure you check gutting the sacred cow on geekvibesnation.com as well as all podcast services they are two really hilarious guys. I was on their show once, and they are just insanely funny. And they, you know, take cracks at some really uh, well-known movies, so make sure you check that out. And of course, also make sure you check out our friends over at Stranger Jamie's. Stranger Jamie's is the ongoing real-play D&D podcast from the main Jamie family of podcasts. Join them every Wednesday as the Wild Stallions traverse the main traps and tribulations that Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition has to throw in their There's elves, weird half-dragon people, conspiracies to uncover, and more references to the 1980s and Ready Player One. Subscribe to the podcast on all podcast services by searching Stranger Damies, and make sure you follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Stranger Damies. Stranger Damies is also a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You, of course, can find us at geekvibesnation.com. Also, make sure that you check out Music City Drive-In. Hosted by Ricky, Um, they are definitely contributors of Geek Vibes Nation, they do a lot of awesome shit, Ricky is also the moderator of now our sports page, yes, we have a sports page on Twitter, uh, GVN Sports, we're not just uh, nerdy people, because geeks can like sports as well. I don't particularly, but you might, so make sure you go check that out. But, Brittany, uh, make sure you plug your shit, where can we find you, what are you doing next, and all that good stuff.
1: So you can always find me at twitch.tv at ittybittybrit. I have been playing a lot of uh, scary games lately. I started The Witcher 3 too, but it's hard because I haven't played the other two. But uh, I'm trying to figure out... uh, the plot behind it, but I've really enjoyed it. I've had a great time lately, uh, trying to look into uh, possibly making a YouTube channel so I can do some side stuff at the same time. But yeah, you
0: can always find me there and
1: on Twitter. It's itty bitty brit zero.
0: Yes, please everyone make sure that you check that out. Brittany is a very dedicated streamer who puts in a shit ton of hours to give you all the best entertainment. I do certainly hope that she decides to come out with her YouTube channel because that will make it easier for me to watch but you can of course find me at Tia Fabi on both Twitter and Instagram. I am primarily just cranking out articles and content for Geek Vibes Nation. I do a, another show called Tea Time with TL. Though the last one I did was for reviewing the trailer for the Comey Rule. Um, so that's the last one I did. Make sure you check that out on Geek Vibes Podcast, which is our YouTube channel. Give that a like all that good stuff. Um, and really quick, we are sponsored by the coldest water bottle. Um, I'm actually drinking out of one right now, and it is de- definitely keeps things cold. I forgot that I had water in this from yesterday, so it is still cold uh, about, what, um, 13, 14 hours later, so that's awesome. I will link the description the description down um with our affiliate code when we post this on youtube and everyone thank you again please let us know one of the characters that you definitely wouldn't want to fuck with Brittany, thank you for joining me this morning and i hope everyone has a great rest of their day bye
1: thank you You y'all have a great rest of the night bye